Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews Podcast. I am your host Shanice. Um, and if you have been tuning in each week, you know that we have been reviewing Narcos and we are just finishing up. So we will be doing another recap. We will be reviewing episode 8 today. I hope you guys are enjoying your Sunday this evening. And yeah, today we're just going to finish up and we will review episode 8 and we will do 9 tomorrow. So make sure you come back and tune back in tomorrow. Let's get into the show. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one. So the first scene of this episode, we see Gustavo and Pablo running out like in the woods of the jungle, half-dressed. Because it looks like the search block and the surveillance planes they have to get signals on them have caught up with one of them at their hiding spot. So they're pissed off because they're in the middle of negotiation. So they're mad that they're still out looking for them, even though they're in the process of negotiating. And Pablo already pretty much knows is basically Carrillo and Carrillo in the um, search block. <clears throat> so they're getting they're, they found their sp- secret stash spot in the woods where they got hidden clothes and they're jonesing on each other, kind of joking on each other a little bit. They get dressed and they leave their phone out there so because they know that they have a signal on them. And then we get back to the next scene and it's Pena, Murphy, and the guy from the military. They're, you know, intercepting. They're, they're trying to get the signal on where they're at. The military guy is pissed off, saying if Caveria would have went on to let them put the the U.S. soldiers out, they would have been and fought, found them. And their t- uh, Murphy is like, Pablo's much smarter than you think. And then we see Carrillo and the search block. They pretty much got a signal, so they think they know where Pablo is at. And come to find out, Pablo is smarter than they think, like they said. And they find a phone. Uh, tied up to the donkey in the woods so that's the signal that they got so they all feel stupid and on that part I think that was very dramatized out I'm not sure if it happened like that but I did know on certain documentaries that I have watched and listening to Pena and Murphy's um, own interviews and when they went around doing their um, consultation conferences you know talking about everything that happened over there they said that they had so many close calls they would go to a, a house where they know Pablo was staying and they see the coffee had just been brewed and could tell he just left so that's that scene then we have our opening opening scene then we go to the next scene and we see Connie and the baby she's complaining because you know the baby has colic and won't quit crying murphy walks in he's frustrated they kind of kind of go back and forth a little bit he's frustrated because they couldn't get pablo and she's like what are you what are we doing we've had the baby for over a week i cannot go explain this to nobody they won't understand the situation i don't understand why you brought the baby here they're both frustrated she's frustrated because she can't sleep the baby has colic 
I don't know who's ever listening to this, but if you have a baby who suffers from colic, that will makes you pretty frustrated. It's non-stop crying, and the baby's not comfortable, and you're not comfortable, basically. So, <clears throat> they both have a little frustration going on. So then we get to the next scene, and we go back to the the house where they have all the hostages stored, um, specifically the news reporter Diana, and Pablo is telling her. Like, I need you to do another recording. She doesn't want to do it until he released more hostages. They kind of go back and forth. She tells him he's a monster. And he said, if I am a monster, it's because of people like your father and other politicians who made me this way. I wanted to do great things for this country. And look at how they treated me. So they basically drove me to this. And she kind of says that's a shame because it, it's kind of a shame on both sides because of everything that she wanted to do for this country. They kind of go back and forth, <clears throat> which I do believe he did want to do good things for the country. Of course, he didn't go about it the right way. But when you look at it in hindsight, uh, <laughs> the government is pretty much dirty, too. You know, there's no clean hands. I think when you get that high up in politics, I don't think anybody has clean hands. And you go look at documentaries and you look at past presidents and you see all the scandals and everything that was hidden and covered up and like propaganda they put out there is there any clean people out there all the way clean I don't think so but of course we move on to the next scene and Diana she did the another recording and her parents and some of the other political figures are sitting in Gaviria's office and telling him like you gotta go ahead and do whatever he wants we want our children back and he's really not willing to fold he's kind of swaying their way to want to negotiate but he wants to hold his ground as well then we go to the next scene and gorilla is the guy who's watching over diana uh they they have a friendly relationship <clears throat> and he asks her like why are you so you know unpleasant with the boss and you know she tells him how pablo's evil and, and how you know they're all hostages and he basically doesn't want to hear it they hear a bang and of course the church block found them and they do a raid and they end up killing everybody in there including diana which is really sad uh she was really a real news reporter who was the former president's daughter so they show the real footage of the real funeral and it's very very sad because she lost her life in there and you know, Pablo didn't even have to kill her. The police did it because they were trying to save her, but they ended up killing her, of course. And <clears throat> basically, the former president and his wife, they blame Gaviria. He feels bad because he wished he could have done more, and he agrees to go ahead and negotiate with them. <clears throat> the vice minister is not trying to hear it, but he goes on and do it. When they go back and they get to the next scene, and one of my favorite parts... <laughs> the vice minister tells Murphy and Pinion the ambassador like they're willing to negotiate it's blood all over Colombia it's just a war it's a madhouse they want peace in their country they, they want to walk through the streets with peace they want their children to go to school with peace and Murphy and Pinion them are not trying to hear it they are like we are close you guys are acting weak you guys are giving in Blase, blase. 
And my favorite part is when the vice minister, he's basically had enough. He's like, you want Escobar? Why do you want Escobar? You are Amer you are American DEA agents. Why do you want Escobar? So bad. Do you want to parade him around in your DEA, DEA jackets? And he says, Columbia effing wants peace. <laughs> I like the way he said that because that's true. You know, like, you can't go to other people's country and tell them how to run stuff, you know, and at the end of the day, you're, vis you're visitors in his country. You don't have all of your family over there who's scared to go to school in parks because they may get bombed, you know. So it's like, you know, I feel you want to do your job and catch them, but still, this is our country. This is our families and, ex you know, et cetera, friends who are in danger where we could just go to work and a bomb could go off or be walking down the street and get held hostage. So kudos to the vice minister he told them as they should but i do believe that was dramatized for television like i said before murphy and pina they were very much involved but they weren't i don't think they were arguing with you know the colombians and everything like that i don't think they would even have the boss to go over there and be that disrespectful i don't know but they said you know it, it was all this a lot was just dramatized for television and then we go and we get to the next scene, and we have Pablo, Fernando, Valeria, and also Gustavo, and they're celebrating because Gaviria has come to terms, and he is willing to fully negotiate with Pablo, where he's only basically getting charged for nothing, five-year prison sentence, where he gets to build his own prison, so basically he won at this point, right? This is where he just should have just stopped <laughs> and did his five years <laughs> you know he, he basically won everything he wanted at this point so he tells fernando you know you've done a great job now fernando can take a breath because we feel bad for fernando right and and then fernando he takes a little smoke of that pipe of that cigar and he's happy like oh it's over and pablo tells him like look fernando you've done a good job and all but now it's time to get this five years reduced. Okay. <laughs> he said, whatever you say, Pablo, because he's in shock as much as I'm in shock. Like, you want to get these five? Okay, whatever. So him and Valeria walks outside, and she's basically like, what now? And he's telling her how, he's, how she's going to visit him in prison each day so they can get their freak on. And she's like... Now that you've admitted, you know, to doing some of the things that you've been accused of and all the negotiations over, and you're basically, now you are a criminal, you know, I have to distance myself from my own reputation. And, you know, he kind of talks some stuff to her, like, uh, you know, no matter what, you've been down with me for this, so you might hide behind that little journalist reputation, but you're a bandit like me, which she is if she really played that part of doing everything she was doing because remember he wasn't even thinking about diana the reporter she kind of put that in the ear and she was the one who was knowing where everything was at and going to the crime scene so it was basically helping her ratings boost up first and i'm more talking about the characters right now not the true characters because i don't know if that's how that went i still have to watch uh <clears throat> her movie because she did still tell her side of the story and, of course, nobody fully tells their true 
true story and then a lot is dramatized up for television so the truth always lies a little bit in between all of them you kind of just kind of it's your perspective basically right so then after they kind of decide to give each other space so she can protect her reputation pablo's like whatever because you know he's gonna have his family coming to visit him and you know of course the prostitutes they come and visit them frequently so he's not he's not really tripping about it. He's got everything he wanted. Him and Gustavo started talking and Gustavo is like, you know, the the Chola brothers they're not gonna be happy when they find out you gave in. And Pablo basically busts Gustavo's bubble like, Are they not gonna be happy because I went on and negotiated or are they not gonna be happy because you're basically fucking their little sister? <laughs> that catches Gustavo's off off guard because he's thinking he's been so low-key nobody even knows that he's been messing around with uh the choa's little sister so you know he kind of brushes it off and you know doesn't say anything and then we go to the next scene and we see murphy pena they're in there with um carillo carillo is it carillo i think his name is and they're talking to him and he's like you know since they went on and negotiated that puts my men life in danger because we can't go you know within a certain amount of feet of the new facility we have to back off and he like and we're not gonna do that and Pena's basically like we're all the way in whatever you want to do we can do right and Murphy like Pena you gotta chill with that shit they're gonna send us back home and he like I thought you was all the way in so they basically going back and forth and then we get to a next scene, which is really interesting. And we have uh, Kiko Mercado, the Wolfman, Gustavo, and Pablo. And they're all talking. And they basically decide to leave them two in charge. Because really, who else do they have to leave in charge? You know, everybody's basically dead or, or in prison from the people who formed what they would call the Medellin Cartel. And he's basically letting them run the operation because Gustavo and him will be in so-called prison for five years. But then he decides to tax them because he's come out of so much money from all the bombs and everything that he's put into the war. And he like, well, who will benefit from the war because I stopped extradition. And that was the fight is we didn't want extradition. So with extradition being gone, you benefit from that. So... He tells them how much and they're kind of like well that's a little high but you know we'll agree to do it and Gustavo is a smart one of course and lets them know like do you think it's smart to do that we really need them to remain loyal we're going to be in prison for five years we need them to remain loyal why would you want to go ahead and add tax to what they have to pay us you know it <clears throat> So basically, he just tells them, you know, you guys, y'all got to pay tax, tax, 200 grand a, a, a month. Uh, I don't know if that was the right thing to do, because like Gustavo says, you got to, you got to let them, we, we leaving them in charge of our operation. We got to leave some leeway so they can remain loyal to us. We go to the next scene and we see Pacho. He has invited valeria out to dinner and she's like i'm surprised you know what what do you want pacho is the guy who is one of the, mem the head members of the cali cartel 
and he basically tells her he's basically trying to turn her all the way against pablo he like you know this man ruins your reputation you know and what does he do he used you up and he's going home to his wife you need to just go to the united states your career could flourish over there basically trying to get her to flip on pablo so he can use that against him and you know valeria you know she may be this and that but she's loyal so she basically let him know like i never even wanted to be his wife me sitting at home raising kids that's boring that's not for me so he didn't play me because i didn't want to be his wife in the first place and she basically doesn't give him any information because she can see where he's going with that she's much smarter than what mr pacho thought but he doesn't stop there we go to the next scene and we see pablo and tata getting it on then they're you know sitting there holding each other talking about how much they missed each other then a bomb goes off and everybody goes crazy they rush into the kids room and they get the kids out and gustavo is like you know don't worry cousin whoever did this trust me they are dead at this point pablo they show us that he doesn't even know where the bomb came from so now he's wondering who had the boss to even um put a bomb in their home you know that's just fucking evil but he was doing it too so and um you know it says on the show that that's what left um little manuela his baby girl deaf in one year one ear and when i was watching a interview with his son he said that that was completely false they were um bombed for sure and it did come from the cali cartel but uh his sister was not deaf in one ear i don't know if that's true or false but he would know the best because that's his sister fernando calls valeria and tells her about the bomb she already knows that pacho did it then we get to the next scene the ochoa brothers are pissed off for all type of reasons and they basically know that their sister is headed out to meet with gustavo for their secret spot at their location that they always meet at because now they've had somebody investigated they know the spot they go to they know where they go each week so they ask her where she's going she's like shopping she says it with an attitude and they're like okay have fun then we see pacho again now he is with the ochoa brothers trying to turn them against pablo so they basically cut a deal they set gustavo up because what they say if you want to take pablo out take gustavo out first he's the brains behind everything and pacho agrees so he basically they're showing the cali cartel they help the ochoas cut a deal on their own they basically do one year in prison they're sentenced to one year in prison um they were they did cut a deal and they were sentenced to a short time in prison i'm not for sure if it was exactly one year but that was true um, I don't know if the sister incident was true or them setting up Gustavo was true. I believe that was dramatized for television, but it's probably a little truth in there of something. But um, from all the documentaries that I have watched, the interviews I have watched, I do not know if that's true myself. Um, I think... I know for a fact that they did cut a deal, but I don't know if they had to stab them in the back to do it. So then we get to the next scene and Gustavo and the Choa's little sister meet up. 
He tells her how beautiful she looks, and they're basically, they're ready to get it on. So they're walking into the room, and the police jump out, and it's Carrillo. He wants to know where Pablo is at, and Gustavo is a fucking bandit. He ain't finna tell you nothing. She's nervous. He's like, calm down. He's not finna do nothing. He's not stupid. And they basically walk Gustavo out and leave her in there because when the Choas set the deal up, they basically used their sister to pawn Gustavo to get him into that secret location. So basically, it was all a setup as far as the show. I'm not sure if that happened for real. I don't think it did. Then we get to the next scene and we have the search block well I'm not, I'm not even going to say this is the search block these are men whose families were either killed some way in the war that's been going on with the government either their one of their family members their close friends was either one of the reporters who died or someone who was too close to a bomb or too close to a shooting and got shot so he has a lot of angry men around, rightfully so, whose families members have been hurt in the process of their war on the government. And they're basically trying to say, we'll let you go. Just tell us where your Pablo is. And Gustavo kind of looks at them and be like, fuck you. Just do what you got to do. So they basically beat the hell out of him. So he's unrecognizable. And they stop and give him a cigarette and just ask him like, all right, have you had enough? Just tell us where he is. And Gustavo's just start laughing. It says, F you. We are bandits. And start laughing. He start laughing so bad he's choking. And they basically beat him to death. One of the guys from the police, uh, he is one of the guys from the search blocks. He tells them that what are they going to do when they see him, how beat, beat up he is. And Carrillo basically says he shoots him up a bunch of times and say. And just say he, uh, we got into a shootout, he got the shooting, and we just shot him. As far as that, they always say that Gustavo was in the house, the police came to arrest him, and he came out shooting, and they shot him. But that's very kind of vague on how they kind of document that. So I don't know if it was a little bit of truth of where the search block really did set him up. I wouldn't put it past him, but I don't know. But good. Uh, that was basically a big punch in Pablo's operation when Gustavo left because, or was murdered because he was the brains behind the operation. And you know, when you have your day one by you, your main one, your main partner, everything is whole. And when that's gone, that's like half of you that's gone. And they built everything together. So that was a big deal when Gustavo was murdered. You know, that took a really gut punch. And then we go to the next scene and uh, Lakika walks in and he tells Pablo, like, I have bad news. I don't even know how to tell you this. And you know how much respect they have for uh, Mr. Escobar. And he just tells him, chin up like a man and tell me like a man. Because in a way, he looked at his Sicarios like his kids, too, you know. They are young teenagers who worship him. And he just tells them, Gustavo is dead. They they found him beaten half to death and shot up. Pablo is in shock. His mother 
flips the script, get the beating Lakika up, which I could never understand. Telling her, telling him to tell, she is telling him to get out of her house, yelling, beating him up, smacking him. He sits there and takes it because he knows she's upset and she starts crying. Pablo sends Lakika to go guard Gustavo's body and not to leave him until he's buried. And, you know, send him with the directions. He goes out and he is upset. His mother comes out and they start talking about Gustavo. And they're taking that very hard. Then we get to the next scene and Tata is sitting there with Pablo trying to console him. They're at one of their hideout spots. Lizard comes in like, you got a visitor, dog. And he like, who? He don't even want to say her name when he look at Tata, but he like, it's Valeria. So they send her in. Valeria comes in like, I have news. Um, I have news about Gustavo. Tata is defensive, like, well, say what it is then. And I'm like, um, she coming here to help y'all. You need to calm down. She been fucking your husband all this time. Calm down. You know, I get you mad, but you just get this information that y'all terribly need. Anywho, Valeria basically lets him know, like, the whole deal with the Choa setting up the deal to get the time cut short and Pacho being behind everything and setting up Gustavo. You know Pablo ain't having that. So they go and we go to the next scene and the Cali Cartel they're having a soccer match which they did say the real Pacho Herrera really was a big soccer head. I think he even got killed um in real life playing soccer he was in prison though and he got killed like playing soccer so he really was into soccer and we show my boy poison lizard blackie they come out there showing them what the meddling cartel do they shoot up the whole soccer team killing a whole bunch of people but pacho end up getting away and then we go to the next scene and we see lakika doing what he was told to do he is um, recording or has the walkie-talkie up to the priest. The priest is preaching, but you can tell he's nervous. And he is going over Gustavo's ceremony. And Pablo is having his own private, because, you know, he can't go out in the public. So he's listening to everything through the walkie-talkie. And Lakika is showing it. And he has them buried where the kids, when they, when they were kids, where they played at. Very sad. We get to the next scene, and the vice minister he pulls up with the police in their helicopter, and <laughs> he comes and pick up Pablo. And Pablo like, look, I turned myself in. We both won. And he like, that's not true. <laughs> and then Pablo just tells him like, well, that's what we say when, you know, the truth is not basically inexplainable. You can't explain it, which is kind of right. So, they show Murphy and Pena coming out to watch. Totally dramatized. They were not on the scene like that. Then we go and they show us, they take us back to episode one, basically how it came on. And we see Murphy and Connie, they're playing with the baby. They're getting more attached. And uh, the show that the plane's putting the signal over trying to get a signal on the narcos and the sicarios and everything poison is talking too much on the phone as usual he tells them where they're going to be 
and they go to the club and that's when we see the search block like on episode one on how it entered they come and shoot everybody up then it shows murphy playing with the baby and that was a big gut punch for of course it didn't happen that way but as far as the tv show that was a big gut punch when gustavo died and then you kill poison in the same episode that's a big gut punch right there poison was you know him and blackie we still got blackie but him, him poison that was the the top notch guy he didn't take it he killed so many people and they say that his life was based on uh popeye but listening to popeye's interviews of, of course he was a savage but on the show they just made him so much of a savage you know and it made it seem like he was much more suave like kind of older guy not too much older but you know um Popeye he was just like a teenager around this time if you go on the age era and it just seemed like it's like he had that suave like how did he had it on here but yeah Poison got took out in Gustavo so on this episode Pablo lost a lot especially with Gustavo and then Poison being like his head man so I hope you guys didn't enjoy it I might come back on tonight and go ahead and drop episode 9 um, let me see how I'm feeling. Um, if not, it will be uploaded tomorrow. So I hope you would continue to tune in each week. I mean, each day this week. Because I will drop content every day this week. I'm trying to push through so we can go ahead and move along with the franchise. And then talk about how it all ties in together. I am loving it. I love this show front to back to side. I love all the documentaries about it. I love the story from even the police side onto the... The criminal side, I like I like to know everything. So, I love talking about this. I could do it all day long. So, I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. So, tune back in tomorrow and you will see another episode. Like I said, I will drop content every day this week. Of course, we will be doing Cruise Summer. And then we are going to finish our Narco series. You guys stay safe out there. Enjoy your Sunday. And... Be safe. See you next time.